The following is a quarantine recording presented to you in a round sound. It was recorded with whatever was lying around. Hey, this is Lady Don't Take No, your weekly roundup of all of the real and none of the fake. I'm your host, Alicia Garza. This show is pro-Black, pro-queer, proudly feminist, and pro-do-what-you-like. Every week, you're going to get the best of what goes on in my head, what we're loving on, and what we're hating on, what we might be, and what we ain't going to do. Politics, pop culture, vice presidential picks, we cover it all. We are recording from Oakland, California, the center of the known universe, where we are dealing with Rona and rebellion. It's a challenging time, a changing time. It's a time of transformation. It's all the things all the time nowadays, but we're going to help you understand the dynamics of this time every single week. So be sure to tune in, tell a friend, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We do it for the culture, so the pod is free 99, because we know that with a country in chaos, the least we can do is keep you from putting your money anywhere else than where it's needed. This week, this week, this week, this week, this week, Lord, this week, we have a special show for you. On Tuesday, August 11th, right, and I mean right, before I was about to record this podcast. Breaking news, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden has made his choice. Biden has picked California Senator Kamala Harris to be his running mate, the first woman of color in history to be chosen for such a position, ending weeks of suspense and making good on a promise he made during the primaries back in March to name a woman to run as his running mate. Given that, we're pushing our regular format aside for this week. We've been talking about the November election on basically every single Lady Don't Take No episode. So today, you're going to hear reactions to this historic news from some of our past guests and also some folks that we are definitely going to have on down the road. Of course, I got some things to say, and I won't keep you in suspense. I feel great about this choice, and I'm going to make the case to you about why this is not complicated for me. More on that later. But first, let's hear from my homie. She's an influential politico and lawyer. You see her all the time on CNN. Let's listen to Angela Rye's reaction. AG, thank you for asking for these voice memos. What a dope um, idea, first of all. I am coming to you after having known this for about two hours. And what I feel is a tremendous amount of relief. And I'm not even allowing my mind to go yet to where we need to be. But here's what I think is so important. 
Um, today, Joe Biden made a very, very important decision that demonstrates his commitment to winning. And um, I think that the campaign supporters, the party heard Black women loud and clear that the buck stops here. And today we demonstrated perseverance, what resilience, what power looks like. And I'm just so thrilled about it. And in order for us to sustain this um, moment um, and the momentum that we feel in this moment, we have to be disciplined. We have to be clear. When the attacks come, we can't engage in the attacks. We have to defend our dear sister, Kamala Harris. We have to be prepared to stand on facts to refute um, the lies that we know will come sometimes from Donald Trump's own Twitter account. And we just have to be ready. And I think that we have to be super ready to fight what will happen, not with Kamala and Joe Biden, but what will happen when people go to try to cast their ballots. It might not be 1965, but they're hearkening back to the suppression tactics of 1965 to the point where they're trying to tamper with the post offices, right? So we need to get ready. And one of the best things that people can do, not in November, but right now, call 202 202- 224-3121 and demand two things from Mitch McConnell, that he passes H.R. 1 and H.R. 4. Both of those measures have already been passed in the United States House of Representatives. One is for election protection to prevent foreign interference in our election um, processes by ensuring states have enough money to run their elections. H.R. 4 is restoring the Voting Rights Act. So it's going to be tough to really ensure this is enacted before November. But this would ensure that states now have to, again, have to be pre-cleared, particularly when they have uh, demonstrated a pattern and practice of discrimination in the past. So uh, that is what my recommendations are. I can't wait to come back on the podcast to give you all some more. But you all got a good leader. Thank you, Alicia, for all you do. Thanks for being my sister. And I am so, so grateful and excited today. No, no, sis. Thank you for being my sister. And we cannot wait to have you back on the pod. Angela kept it 110. Here's what I know. This was absolutely a nod to Black women, who are the strongest and most consistent base of the Democratic Party. It was important for the Biden campaign to make this choice. An all-white ticket, right now, at this moment. Rona and rebellion was not going to cut it. The thing that Democrats needed the most is to energize their existing base. 2020 ain't about trying to convert Trump voters. It's about making sure that Black women are motivated. Also, my sister is definitely right about the attacks on voting. Leave it up to Donald Trump, and he's going to make sure that the Postal Service ain't working right just when we need it to. Y'all know. There's a Trump supporter who is now the CEO of the U.S. Postal Service, right? That's facts. So listen to Angela, call your representatives, and make sure they hear from you that they need to do everything in their power to protect the vote. If you don't know who your representatives are, check out our socials for some tools on how to find out. Next, I asked my friend Joy Reid, who recently made history herself by becoming the first Black woman to ever Anchor, a primetime news show on MSNBC. I am loving all these firsts. Let's get her reaction to Kamala Harris being on the Democratic ticket.
So I think now that the selection has been made and it's Kamala Harris, a black woman, and really the woman who I think most people believe should have been the choice all along, I think this frees the Biden campaign to win. I think there's gonna be no question that Biden will be able to marshal the full and enthusiastic support of black women, of black surrogates. And that is what he's gonna need to beat back the voter suppression and all that the Trump campaign and Republicans will throw at his ticket. So I think this was an important decision. It was a history making decision. And it was a decision that changed the entire face of what you know, a, a vice presidential pick would look like. Um, this is somebody from a black sorority, from an HBCU, a woman, a black woman, a woman of color. Um, I think this was a very, very smart pick. And by the way, it was always the smart pick. The only question is why he kept us waiting so long. So Joy's right. When we're clear about what we want, Black folks don't let up until we get it. We waited in line for hours to elect the first Black president of the United States. Hours. What makes y'all think we won't turn all the way up to see a Black woman as vice president? But in all seriousness, voter suppression is really, really an issue in this election cycle. We just talked about that with my sister Angela. I agree with Joy. Of the choices we had, this was the right choice at the right time and for all the right reasons. Best thing the Biden campaign has done, basically since it started. Now, I'm going to share a hot take from my friend who is basically everything. Seriously, though. She's a comedian, a singer, an actress, a writer, an activist, and you've seen her on Insecure. Let's hear from Amanda Seals and get her reaction to the vice presidential pick. Amanda Seals here. I just wanted to uh, put in my two cents. You know, Kamala being added to the bill is something that is reflective of a lot of our concerns, which is that we needed to have a Black woman vice president running alongside Joe Biden for the basic purpose of igniting a Black voter base. Joe Biden simply just doesn't cut it. He's a gaffe machine. He does have a history that is simply just not fixable. You know, Kamala, some might feel the same, but the truth of the matter is she doesn't have as long of a history and she can definitely turn that vote around. And I feel like we've seen her begin to do that. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about all of us continuing to mobilize voters, knowing that we have a Black woman at the helm to mobilize them behind. Black voters are critical to this election cycle. Can I just say that again? Black voters are critical to this election cycle. If Black voters don't turn out to the polls, let me tell you something. We're going to have another decade of this president. It's a very basic equation. I'm not saying that you have to stand either of them. And in fact, I don't believe that you owe any politician your allegiance. I believe that they need to earn it from you. And I am saying, pick your battles. There's only one choice that is going to provide us immediate relief from the situation that we're in right now. That's just facts. Next, we're going to hear from my friend, who is also an award-winning educator. She's a contributor on NBC News and also MSNBC. Let's hear from Brittany Packnett Cunningham. Obviously, this is a powerfully historic choice. A Black woman, a South Asian woman um, being in position to be in the number two slot in the White House. And I think that being 
alive in a moment where the American imagination, the American political imagination is being forced open by folks on the streets, folks in the halls of policy and power and every place in between is such an empowering thing to witness. I mean, it is making me feel on fire and alive. I think the work that is ahead is making sure that while our imagination opens up, that we all have the tools that we need to get there. This election is going to come down to voter suppression. In fact, Senator Harris has been saying it for quite some time and really pushing back against Trump's efforts to dismantle the USPS right in front of our very eyes so that mail-in ballots, which are essential during a pandemic, can be undermined, underutilized, and invalidated. So we have to stand up and fight back in real time and make sure that Congress, our local municipalities, and our communities do whatever it takes to overtake the voter suppression that we will see be so thick and so deep in this election, especially with a Black woman on the ticket. Yes, 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 Brittany. She's a Black woman. She's a South Asian woman all at the same time. This election cycle is, in fact, going to come down to one thing. Turnout. Just like Governor Brian Kemp in Georgia, your president is going to do everything possible to keep Black folks and y'all from voting. Y'all know what else is happening? Rampant, wild, bizarre, flagrant voter disinformation campaigns. Like the one that says that Senator Harris isn't a citizen, even though she was born right the fuck here in Oakland, California at the Kaiser Hospital. Or the one saying she's not Black, even though her daddy is Jamaican. Or the Kamala the Cop memes. Look, this has actually been on my mind for a minute, so let me just say a thing. Actually, police and prosecutors, they're a part of the same system, but they don't actually have the same job. It's kind of like saying apples and oranges are the same because they're all fruit. No, apples and oranges actually taste very different. They are all fruit, they're a part of the fruit family, but they play different roles. A prosecutor works on behalf of the state. Think about it more like the head lawyer for a place. And cops are, well, they're cops. Do they work together? Yes. Are they the same? No, ma'am. And it's interesting that at this moment, where police really don't have a good reputation, that you would do this association for shorthand. Let me help you out here. I've been seeing these memes floating around, and this is a great example of disinformation. They've been floating around talking about, I'm mad because Kamala Harris didn't prosecute BART police when Oscar Grant was murdered. Y'all, she wasn't the district attorney in Alameda County. That was Tom Orloff. She was the district attorney in San Francisco County. Basically, some of this disinformation is effective because a lot of us don't actually know how government works. That's okay, but it's important if you're going to hold people accountable, hold them accountable to the right things, child. I'm not standing for Kamala. I'm saying I like her in a lot of ways on a lot of things, and I reserve the right to criticize decisions that she's made and had authority over that were not the business. She's done a lot of right, and she's done a lot of wrong. I reserve the right to criticize her just as much as I reserve the right to say I think she's the right choice at the right time for all the right reasons. But let me say this. Facts are facts, and we have to deal in facts. 
just for shits and giggles. Guess who those disinformation campaigns are targeting? Hmm, Black voters. Hello? Can I get a witness, anybody? Look, all I am saying here is that, yes, we should hold people accountable for bad actions that they take in our communities. But don't be attaching things to people that they ain't did. And also, don't be making up stuff now either. Receipts are receipts and facts are facts. Deal in those. Anywho, if you want to learn more about how this whole disinformation thing works and how it's being used as a tool to suppress votes, go ahead and check out our socials. Don't blame the messenger. I'm just giving you news you can use. Speaking of news you can use, which is a phrase that I have adopted from our next contributor, of course, I had to hear from my homie, my boo, my love, Rashad Robinson. Rashad is the president of Color of Change, and this is very important, a former guest on Lady Don't Take No. This is Rashad's reaction to the news about Kamala Harris. I think it's incredible that Kamala Harris is the first Black woman to be named on a major party ticket. I hope this in some ways represents the Democratic Party's willingness uh, to engage with Black women voters who are the foundation of the party nationwide. I've had the honor of working with Senator Harris over the last several years on economic justice, on the response to COVID, and yes, on criminal justice, as we've worked to engage Senator Harris on areas where we weren't always in alignment. And she has been willing to listen um, and engage and not just listen, but also put energy behind policy proposals and legislation to deal with so many of the challenges of our criminal justice system and the ways in which it impacts and harms Black people and our communities. This is the third ticket in the last four elections to feature a stellar Black leader and the first to ever appreciate what the leadership of Black women brings to the party. We should be clear, though, that presence alone does not mean power. And we need to be focused and clear that power is the ability to change the rules, change the systems and structures that stand in the way of progress. And that has to be our focus. Representation is good, but representation alone is not enough. And so on would we go to build the power, to build the energy. The Biden-Harris campaign will have to work with movements. We'll have to work with the community in order to not just deal with the what in terms of the list of policy proposals necessary to achieve racial justice, but the how in terms of overcoming all of the entrenched obstacles that for far too long have stopped the progress that so many people want and need from becoming a reality. This is facts. She's a lawmaker now, and Senator Harris has a progressive voting record. I'd be willing to bet that her voting record is better than Vice President Biden's. There's so much good stuff in here that Rashad said. You know, Rashad is famous for this saying about the need to translate presence into power. Presence is representation. Power is the ability to change the rules. And here's the reality. I don't like not none of the rules that Mike Pence is out here peddling. He gives me the heebie-jeebies, and that ain't no joke. Next, I heard from my sister and co-founder of the Black Lives Matter Global Network, the chair of Reform LA County Jails, my sister, my love, Patrice Colors. 
By the way, Patrice is going to be on the pod in a few weeks, but I definitely needed to hear her hot take on this historic ticket. So here it is. Senator Kamala Harris is the VP pick of the Democratic Party. And while uh, she has a mixed and complicated political history, I think um, what she's done inside of the Senate has been incredible, has been powerful, um, and has been um, important for our progressive movement. I am looking forward to sitting down with the Biden-Harris campaign and strategizing on how we move a Black agenda for the country and how we work with movement leaders to get us closer to Black freedom. Yes, my girl. Speaking of the Black agenda, let me say this. Senator Harris called our work a guide to right what is wrong in America. Senator Harris has met with our team at the Black to the Future Action Fund to help us strategize about how we ensure that the Black agenda becomes law. Speaking of the Black agenda, perhaps now that we have Senator Harris on the team, we can get some there there from the campaign about the Black agenda and making it their official platform. Can somebody reach out and touch somebody with consent about that? (laughs) But in all seriousness, though, the work of organizing must ramp up from here. We need to get that lift some of the voices agenda thing that they got going on. We need to get that all the way together. We need to make sure that where this campaign is weak, that we make it stronger. And we need to make sure that we start to weigh in on appointments and cabinet members. Don't you know my sister Angela hit me up first thing the day after this announcement was made talking about, all right, attention soldiers, we have accomplished our first mission, but now it's time for an agenda, it's time for cabinet members, and it's time for an appointments discussion. I mean, did y'all know that there are more than 4,000 positions in the White House making decisions about basically everything? All right, finally... Last, but definitely not least, I talked with my brother, Van Lathan, who we definitely need to have on the pod one of these fine days. Here's his hot take on this. I think it bodes extremely well for the November election. That is, assuming that the people that are listening to my voice want a functioning government and not fascism. If you want fascism in November, then this was probably not good for you. I think that the ticket is energized. I think large swaths of uh, the community and the culture will be energized. And as long as Kamala and Joe Biden can reconcile certain aspects of their record with the community and the culture at large, I I think this was a very, very strong move. And might I add, the right move by the Biden campaign, which I've been very, you know, loudly critical of. I think they finally did something uh, that... Black Americans, a lot of Black Americans, won't speak for them, all wanted them to do. And that, to me, at least demonstrates that down the line, we'll be able to make demands of and be heard by a potential Biden administration. Yes, Van. The choice is pretty clear here. I got concerns. Joe Biden, not more than four weeks ago, was out here talking about who ain't Black. You know who ain't Black? Joe Biden. You know who is Black? Kamala Harris. And you know what's on the ballot? 
fascism. Just like that, it's time for our weekly roundup of all the things we just ain't gonna do this week. Number one, act like there isn't an election happening where people will choose between the two major political parties and their candidates. Look, I get it. And I don't want to spend the next 80 days preaching to y'all about why this is important. But I imagine that some of y'all are out there being like, I just don't know what to do. How do I vote my values in this moment? Look, if you ain't feeling it, you ain't feeling it. I don't need you to put a Biden-Harris sign in your window. I don't need you to put a sign in your yard. But what we ain't going to do is repeat 2016 all over again. There are choices in front of us, and one of them is whether or not we are going to continue to allow Donald J. Trump to keep pretending to be the president. We are in the middle of a pandemic made woefully worse by the inaction of your president. Want to eventually be able to go outside again without a mask? How about be able to travel to other countries again? Or how about even be able to use the mail service? You want to end the inhumane practice of putting children in cages? I mean, I could list about 800 other things that would stop happening if you voted him out. Either you're going to vote or you're going to sit this one out. If you sit this one out, we are going to be under a real fascist dictator. For a very, very long time. Did you think that Trump was about this term limit life? Shit. As I said before, you don't owe anybody your allegiance because they belong to a political party. I think politicians need to earn your vote. And we should push them to do so. But you do owe yourself the right to live better. And you owe yourself the right to live to fight another day. So go on and do what you got to do. Quit playing. (laughs) Anyways. All right. That's enough of my rants. We did a lot of rants. Let me talk about what I want more of this week. Number one, Black people winning elections. Cori Bush unseated an incumbent in the Missouri primary. Jamal Bowman unseated an incumbent in the New York primary. Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, one half of the squad, prevailed in their primary elections. These aren't just people of color or the first blah, blah, blah to be in a particular seat. That's important. You know, I feel like representation matters. And what matters more to me is the first with a vision for how to change lives in our communities and how to change the rules that have been rigged against our communities for a long time. We need more of that. Turn the whole damn Congress over until we can get a government of the people, for the people, and by the people. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Also this week, Lady is obsessed with the shy. And I'm just going to keep doing the weekly rundown for y'all. Sorry if I'm ruining it for you, but go ahead and watch it. Because it's literally, as I've said before, one of the best things on television today. This week's episode, we went deep into the impacts of trauma. Keisha is back home with her family, but her entire world is turned upside down. I love the friendship between her and Emmett, her cheating ass ex-boyfriend. There's like this tenderness there that really shines through. And I just, I adore it. I adore it. You should watch it. Get on it. (laughs) I'm behind on my other shows, y'all, but I cannot wait to curl up with Bay and binge. And here's what I'm binging this week. 
I May Destroy You because I done missed a couple episodes and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I done missed a couple episodes of that. And girl, it's getting good. It's getting good. I mean, as good as can be because, you know, it's Real Housewives. Lastly, on things that Lady loves this week is wigs. Honestly and truly, I'm all about everything wig these days. For the first two months of this pandemic, I was just struggling, child. I was struggling. I started off with the braids and then the braids got a little messy. And then I was like, these things got to go because we're in a pandemic. It ain't going to be no touch-ups happening during a pandemic. But child, thank you to my coworker and my friend. She put me on to the wig game. And baby, I'm telling you, every day is a new mood. And that's it for Lady Don't Take No. But I'll be back here every single Friday morning to accompany you where you used to have a commute. We appreciate you joining us and let's keep the conversation going. Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us what you like and tell us what you just ain't going to do this week. On Twitter, we're at Lady Take. On Insta, we're at Lady Don't Take No Pod. We're also on Facebook at Lady Don't Take No Podcast by Alicia Garza. We post ways to do something about the things that you hear on this show all over our social media. And trust me, this week, we're going to have a lot. So if we got you amped up today, check out our socials to find out how you can take action. Please subscribe and write us a review and let the people know what you've heard here today. Our producer is Phil Circus. Our incredible theme is by Latirix. And this pod is supported by the Black Futures Lab. And I'm your host, Alicia Garza. Remember, this is the most important election cycle in a generation. So do what you gotta do. Wigs can meet your mood, pick your battles, and pick the terrain you wanna fight on. That's right, I said it. Because lady don't take no. Lady don't take no, she insists on respect the sister, walk around like a woman is. She won't speak, less it's something worse saying don't play. The girl take herself so serious, man. People stare curious, man. Got a natural way, her hips way furious, man. Little luxurious, man. Carries herself like a... Love y'all.